Welcome back to the End Times Countdown. I am your host, Pastor Matt Nichols, the beautiful Ozarks of Arkansas from River Valley Prayer Center. Hey, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We're on River Valley Prayer Center, and we'd love for you to pop in there and like our page and check out what we do as a ministry here in Arkansas, aside of this podcast. But thanks for joining this podcast as well. Thanks for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the wonderful things that people do with media to get the word out. These podcasts aren't just a, you know, a good out for me to get on something and just start talking because I like to talk. This podcast was started from the heart of God to get the prophetic words to get the visions and the things that are coming to pass in these end times out to the world. And I so thank the people that have downloaded and checked us out and listened and shared and and passed this along to other folks. It's just, it's an, been an amazing response. And I'm so thankful for you all out there listening right now. iHeartRadio and iTunes and Spotify and all those outlets. It's just been an amazing last several months since we began this and just a great response. And so... Listen, let's get back into this Tommy Hicks vision. I don't know that I've ever been as excited to do a series of podcasts than I am this one right here. And maybe it's because it's so near and dear to my heart, I'm not sure. But this just thrills me because so far we've seen the calamity working and the judgment that we know is coming. And again, I'll say this out loud. Keep your eyes on July of 2021. Just keep your eyes on July. But within all the things that we've already spoke about, we've talked about the judgment, the calamity, and the things coming in the earth towards the world, towards those that are outside of the covenant, outside of God, and don't want anything to do with God, seemingly. We're seeing what's coming to the world, and that's tough. It's tough to listen to. It's tough to see. It's tough to imagine, but it's coming nonetheless. But I think this, of course, would probably be more near and dear to my heart because this now is dealing with the church. And we'll be talking about these three people groups as we go on and as this podcast progresses. We'll be talking about the world. We'll be talking about the church. And we'll be talking about Israel. We'll be talking about the Jews. These are the three people groups in the planet from the beginning of time until now. And so we're going to talk about these. And this one, though, thrills me so much because it's talking about the church and where the church is and what's coming to pass even right now in the church as we're going along. And so before I take up a whole bunch of more time, let's get back into this. And I really am excited about this podcast because we're going to talk about what happens after this submission happens, after the, the worship revival begins to take hold, and after the yielding over of the church to a higher spiritual authority than the spiritual authority that has bound it up to this point? Of course, we know that that spiritual authority is God, Yehovah himself, God Almighty. And so let's look into this here. So we said before, suddenly... Every cloud became silver, the most beautiful silver I have ever known. As I watched this phenomenon, it was so great, I could not even begin to understand what it all meant. I was so stirred as I watched it, and I cried unto the Lord, and I said, 
Oh, Lord, what is the meaning of this? And I felt as if I was actually in the Spirit, and I could feel the presence of the Lord, even as I was asleep. And from those clouds, suddenly there came great drops of liquid light, raining down upon this mighty giant. And slowly, slowly, this giant began to melt, began to sink itself in the very earth itself, And as he melted, his whole form seemed to have melted upon the face of the earth. And this great rain began to come down. Liquid drops of light began to flood the very earth itself. And as I watched this giant that seemed to melt, suddenly it became millions of people over the face of the earth. Wow, this giant, by these great liquid drops of light begin to melt and we get to see what the giant was actually made up of and that was millions and millions of individual people so again a grassroots revival if you'll remember the last podcast so not just a Billy Graham who's affecting millions of people, not just a Reinhard Bonnke who's affecting millions of people in Africa and, and other nations, not just one great evangelist or missionary or one great pastoral figure, but millions and millions of regular people. You remember what he said in the beginning? We mentioned this the last podcast. God is going to take the do-nothings, the nobodies, the unheard of, and no accounts. He's going to take every man and every woman, and he's going to give them this outpouring of the Spirit of God. And these are the end-time ministries. The normal people, we would call the normal people sitting in the seats every Sunday, every Wednesday, who up to this point have been looking towards the pastor, the evangelist, the revivalist, the missionary, to come and stoke the fire in the church. No, but these folks are going to be the firebrands that are going to stir the whole church up as a whole. (laughs) What a marvelous picture. And these great drops of liquid light, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that this is what we have called the glory. For years and years, we have called this the glory. And this is, again, now something that's not happening in the natural. This is something that's happening in the supernatural, something happening in the spirit. So, again, let's back up and look at the progression So you have a giant, which now we know is made up of millions and millions of people that we call the church, the body of Christ. And this entity made up of corporately of millions and millions of people, this entity has up till this point been struggling for life. And we know then that every now and again that it would rise up just a couple times every now and again would rise up and would want to get up in its own strength and its own power, but its own strength and own power within itself wasn't enough to break the ties, the bondage that these little demons, these little hideous creatures had bound it with. 
And so what was necessary is the giants. Now we know corporately made up of millions and millions of people, I would say believers, when they began to lift their hands, when they began to lift their hands in yieldedness, in submission unto God, and submit themselves to an authority, a spiritual authority, greater than the spiritual authority that had them bound all this time, all of a sudden, those, those ties and that bondage begin to snap one by one. And this, this giant entity, corporately made up of millions and millions of believers, began to rise up into the heavenlies, into the clouds. And all of a sudden, now the Spirit of God and the spiritual things of the kingdom of heaven are being now released to the body. We're now seeing glory from the heavenly places being released and raining down upon this body. And as that glory begins to rain down upon the body, we start now seeing instead of a corporate giant, we're seeing a corporate entity, a corporate giant entity made up of millions and millions of individuals. So now he will begin to address the individual believer, making up the corporate entity of this giant body. Liquid drops of light begin to flood the very earth itself. And as I watched this giant that seemed to melt, suddenly it became millions of people over the face of the earth. As I beheld the sight before me, people stood up. Now listen, we went from corporate huge giant entity representing the entirety of the church worldwide. We saw what was happening, how this, this again, how the struggling for life, how the, the temporary revivals and reviving, arousing before it calmed back down and just settled back into the to the nasty and the under the bondage of the enemy to it lifting its hands and being raised up and all of the bondage being removed and the demons the hideous creatures being cast off into a land barren and desolate right into the darkness of the night now he starts talking about individuals that he saw standing up and they were lifting their hands and they were praising the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we're now talking about this worship revival that's going to begin with the most humble yieldedness, the most humble submission unto God that we've not ever seen probably before. And he showed us corporately what was going to cause this great giant this entity called the church in the world, what's going to cause it to rise up? It's going to be people of an individual level going through that very same transformation that we just saw. So not just, not just this huge entity rising up, but what causes it and what we see are the individual people, you, me, the people that we see every Sunday, the people we see every Wednesday, themselves individually going through this process, cleansing themselves and rising up under the authority of the Most High God and getting free. 
once and for all. Ah, man, that's what I love about it is the permanence of it. It's not going to be us just getting excited and getting stirred and saying, okay, you know what? We need to do this. I need to do this. I need to be right with God. I need to do this and go to church. I need to do things that I'm supposed to do. No, there's a permanence that occurs a permanence that occurs. You ain't going back to the way you were before. I love it. I absolutely love it. And at that very moment, there came a great thunder that seemed to roar from the heavens. I turned my eyes toward the heavens, and suddenly I saw a figure in white, in glistening white, the most glorious thing that I have ever seen in my entire life. I did not see the face, but somehow I knew it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's stop right there for a second and let's refer back again to Joel chapter 2. And you remember we were talking about reformation and restoration. How the Lord put that on my heart as soon as I woke up that one Saturday morning all those years ago. Reformation, restoration. So the same thing that happened in the spirit with this great giant is what's going to happen individually. The thing that happened corporately, we saw, is going to happen individually. And we are going to have to yield ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, to be reformed so that we can be restored. And you remember what we talked about and how that looked. A reformation, a reforming is like a a pile of clay. And the potter makes a cup this time because he needs a cup. But he's also able to break that cup back down into the lump again and create a pitcher or a plate or whatever it is that he needs at the moment he's at right now. What he desires and what he deems necessary for where he is and what he wants. Our job is to be the lump of clay (laughs) and be malleable enough and be yielded enough to pile ourselves on that forming table and allow him to reform us. Even if it is a complete and total paradigm shift from where we've ever been before, and it does not look like it has looked like ever before, we must allow ourselves to be reformed because on the other side of this reformation is the restoration. And you remember that restoration It means a bringing back to its former glory or its former condition just with a level up, with a notch up, adding to it the modern amenities of the modern age where I live. So a 1950s car, we're putting the AM radio back in, but we're also sliding in an up-to-date stereo unit that is Bluetooth, that compatible, that it has a CD player, that's got the USB, the auxiliary, so on and so forth, so we can use modern implements with the original parts and condition of that 1950s car. Hmm. <laughs> So the church is an age-old entity, and to bring it back to its former glory would be to bring it back to where it was in the Acts model church in the beginning. Ah, but we need better than that because of the age we're living in. So he's going to add to us. He's going to restore us, not just to the former glory, but also a notch up so that we can work in the age that we've been called to work in And that is the end times where we are right now. 
And so I want to describe what happens when this corporate entity gets free. I want to describe what happens when the individual gets free. I want to describe to you what restoration looks like. And he says again in Joel chapter 2, verse 19, Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and you will be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. These three things represent a couple different things. They represent, number one, food. It represents drink. It represents oil. All of these things represent, and the first thing I'll comment on, fuel. We know in order to live, our bodies need fuel. It needs the right kind of fuel. But then this fuel is also a fuel that they used to use in the ancient days as fuel for fire or for lamps. So they would actually use the corn husks and the corn cobs dried out as fuel for their fires. The wine itself being representative of the Holy Spirit and oil, of course, burning in their lamps and representative of the anointing. <laughs> and he said, and you will be satisfied with these things. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen, but I will drive far off from you the northern army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate, the darkness of night, as the vision said, with his face toward the east sea, his hinder part toward the utmost sea. And what you thought smelled good before, now his stink shall come up. And his ill savor shall come up. I believe it this way. You're going to see things how they actually are. The body, the church, in this season and in this prophetic hour, they're going to see the nasty things of the enemy that we thought were pleasurable and okay and wonderful before. We're going to see how bad they stink and how nasty they are. We're going to see it for what it is. And it's because he has done great things. And he says this, Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. And he says, Don't be afraid, beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. The tree bears her fruit, the fig tree and the vine yielding their strength, right? So prosperity coming back. Be glad then, you children of Zion. Again, another word, another name for spiritually the church. Be glad then, you children of Zion, of the church, if you will. And really, if you look into it, it's a mixture of the church entity and the Messianic Jew, the believer, the Jew that believes. It is the amalgamation. It is the mixing, the coming together of the church as a whole. It is the Jew and the Gentile under the same born-again new creation. That's what Zion is. And he says, Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain moderately. He will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. <laughs> Think again now of what the vision said, what the dream said, that now all of a sudden great drops of liquid light begin to come down. Now these things happened in the spirit. We're not talking about rain out here like what's been happening the last month or two, <laughs> flooding everybody and everything. No, no, no. He's talking about rain in the spirit. He's talking about the former rain, which was something that was previous. The latter rain, which is now or in the future, all of these coming together 
and happening all at once in the first month. What's he saying? What he's saying is restoration. I'm bringing you back to for, to the former glory that was, which is the former reign, and I'm going to bring back now not only to the former glory, but I'm going to kick it up a notch because of the age that you're in. I'm not just going to bring it back to what it was. I'm going to bring it back for, to, to what it was plus what I need it to be now. That is latter reign. And it's all going to happen at once. What Tommy Hicks was describing in this vision and what Joel chapter 2 verse 23 is describing is the same thing. It's restoration to those who will yield and submit and rise up under the greater authority of the Most High God and receive this reign. Allow him to reform them and now restore them. And he's not done. And he says, And the floors shall be full of wheat. The fat shall overflow with wine and with oil. In other words, a prosperity in the Spirit is coming. And a prosperity that's going to manifest because of the Spirit is going to manifest in the natural. And he said, and I will restore, come on, I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the devil has eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, the great army which I sent among you, my great army which I sent among you, and you will eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that has dealt wondrously with you and my people will never be ashamed and you'll know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God, and no one else. And my people will never be ashamed. Restoration. I will restore to you. So here's what's available to the people who go through this process, who allow God to work this process in and through them. Restoration will occur. Spiritually, as an entity, as a body, but also naturally, a restoration to the years that the enemy has stolen, eaten, and destroyed, he's going to restore that. Now think about again the definition of restoration. He's going to bring everything that you had back to its former original condition, but he's also going to add a portion to it. I'm telling you guys, I'm trying my best to sit here in this chair and not pop up and run around this room because I'm telling you, this excites me. This should excite you, whether you're a believer or not a believer, (laughs) because there's always opportunity to become a believer. This should make you want to be a believer, to be loosed from all the nasty that has bound you your whole life and to be restored to an even greater position than what the believers and Christians around you have ever worked in. Woo-wee. Makes me want to get saved all over again. (laughs) Just to take part in this. My goodness. Ah, but we'll take part. All we've got to do is yield and submit and see what age we're in, the time that we're in, and do the process. Now, I'm going to touch this. This has got to occur in the spirit and not in the natural, not with our flesh and not things that we can try to make it happen. It's got to happen in the spirit. 
and I think we'll probably get into this at some point because the initiator of this is going to be the initiation of prayer. At some point, intercession and prayer is going to bridge the gap. It's, if you will, it's going to pull together this giant entity and the glory of of God, the glory of heaven that is just waiting to be poured out. Intercession and prayer is the thing that's going to grab hold of both of these sides and pull them together. And so we've got to position ourselves for this reformation and restoration. And I want you to notice that these things build on each other. The reformation is the beginning point, and the restoration builds on the fact that reformation has already happened. And the thing that we're going to see next that the Lord added to me later is revival. There's a reformation, a restoration, and then a revival that occurs, and they build off of each other. And it's a process, but I'm telling you guys out there as the audience, I'm telling you I believe it's going to happen quickly. As soon as we begin to see reformation, we will start to see restoration. And as soon as restoration is in full-blown mode, we're going to start seeing revival all over the place. And we're going to touch that with our next podcast. (laughs) It's hard to believe we're almost out of time again. We're going to see that again with our next podcast. And I'm going to unhook from here because next podcast we're going to get into this and we're going to see what happens as a result of reformation and restoration. And it's going to be so good, so good, so good. I've already been there. Just trust me. You don't want to miss this next podcast. And so I want to leave this again with the understanding of Isaiah 43. And it is perfectly a picture of restoration. It's forgetting about all of the amazing, wonderful things that he has, that God has done before in the past. And it's looking forward to seeing what he's doing right now. And again, the million dollar question is this, will you position yourself to see it? And with that, I think I'm going to unhook from here from this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Listen, we so love to hear from you all out there. We love to hear from you guys. And you can do that at rivervalleypc at outlook.com. Reach out to us. Let us know how these podcasts are affecting you. Let us know what's going on in your life. Let us know some praise reports. Let us know what you're seeing and hearing wherever you are in the world. Because I love reading those things and I I love being able to put those out here on this podcast and sharing them with our ministry and the things that are happening all over the world. And I appreciate those that have already sent emails and sent us uh, materials and dreams and things that the Lord has given them over the years. It is such a blessing. And I'm going to take a special podcast eventually and put those together from you all out there and we're going to touch those and talk about those and it's just going to be a really great time i believe it Um, but we just thank you again for for being a part of this podcast for sharing this and helping us get these things out all over the world it's such a blessing to do this and so thankful that you guys are a part of this out there in podcast land And so we're going to end this right here. And like we always say, be awake, be aware, and be ready. Because here we are, ready or not, here he comes. (laughs) Be blessed, and we'll see you next time. 